0: Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10.
1: Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 7.45? Bucks County School Board. Big stuff this week there. Big day tomorrow, obviously. Polls looking good for Donald Trump. And we will get to all of that as we work our way towards 7.45. Well, let's get to the news, round number two on this Monday morning. And for that, we go to the great Don Stensland.
2: And good morning this Monday morning. Yes, eve of Election Day, not just here in Philadelphia for mayor and many local elections, but across Pennsylvania. And then, of course, tomorrow in New Jersey, all 140 seats up in the legislature. So how will that go? We'll talk about all of that moving forward. Since you mentioned former President Donald J. Trump, he will take the stand today. He's expected to take the stand today in New York City in his civil fraud trial. Um, so we know that his sons, Don Jr. and Eric, testifying last week. And this is all, and then Ivanka, by the way, this Wednesday, but uh, the family and Trump specifically accused by State Attorney General Letitia James of being part of a scheme that involved inflating or deflating the value of assets in order to secure better business or better insurance or better, banking deals. The Trump legal team has continually said, where's the victim in all of this? Nobody lost money. Everybody profited. But ultimately, Trump is the founder and former chairman and president of the Trump Organization, a company that James is trying to shut down. She's trying to prevent this family from ever doing business again in New York City. So that is happening today as well uh, opening statements in the John Doherty, as he's known, Johnny Doc, mm-hmm. that trial where the former labor boss is being accused of embezzlement. So this is his second federal trial. So uh, Johnny Doc has said he's an innocent man. He represented IBEW and his union brothers well, and says he never did any anything except represent the union members, fight for them. And says that uh, he did not do this, so he's fighting it again.
1: I tell you what, a lot of court cases to keep your eye on these days, isn't there? Yeah, this it, is it's true. Like a, it's like literally like a log jam.
2: I wanted to take you to uh, a New Jersey political boss. Speaking of political bosses, now this political boss has ties to powerful Democrats and a few powerful Republicans too. But he was booted, kicked out of the Philadelphia Eagles game last night for flying. The Israeli flag had a flag of Israel and then a flag of the United States, our flag, side by side. Yes. Now, this is 67-year-old George Norcross. We know him well. Mm. He was called, as recently as 2023, New Jersey's most powerful unelected individual. And uh, he is often sought after for endorsements and fundraising by New Jersey Democrats. Norcross, who also has ties to the national party he has a brother obviously who serves in south jersey don uh he was lit you see the video that had gone viral last night i, I had retweeted this last night it's
0: there it is yeah, you are watch on youtube youtube.com slash at twelve ten 10 It
2: was a bit of a tense moment there as as you see it because mm-hmm. it was you see a big security guard yep. confronting him he obviously says something back mm-hmm and uh, then you see him. Somebody like is telling him, "Oh, come on, <laughs> get away from here." Right. That's that's George Norcross. Yeah, with, with, the, the, white, white, with that, the white that hair? you can't miss that
1: thick white sh- yep. hair.
0: Wow. So yeah. I'm it, surprised he didn't buy his way back into the
1: game. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Come back in with like a, a eyeglasses <laughs> yeah, and a fake mustache yeah, yeah. kit. Yeah. You see them
2: rip the flag with yeah. a little bit of sass. Oh yeah. So, to be
0: to be fair though, to be fair to this, and to be fair to the Eagles here. You can't really have any sort of banner there, can
2: uh, you? Okay, he paid for that suite.
0: Yeah. Lincoln oh.
2: Financial Field, I looked up the policy, has no did. specific policy against the flag, Interesting, but does have rules regarding signs and banners. Here mm. it is, quote, signs, banners, or similar items that are obscene or indecent, not event-related, potentially offensive. To other patrons, capable of blocking the views, you can see it clearly does not block anybody's no, it's view. Just hanging
1: on the concrete slab. Yeah,
2: uh, maybe viewed as dangerous or yes. inappropriate. They can Lincoln Financial Field reserves the right to confiscate signs that are in violation of stadium policy. There's no specific policy. So mm-hmm. let's say if it was a rainbow flag yeah. or a BLM flag, oh, can you
0: imagine? If-
1: oh, geez. <laughs> oh, man. Right. So we can huh? we can have social justice messaging in the end zone along the back of the, uh, below the, the goalposts, on the back of helmets, but a flag that starts 50% America and then fades into the Israeli logo and flag and symbol is deemed offensive, has to come down. But to me, I, I, I try to stay consistent with all of this. Either we're going to allow all of this stuff, whether it's in stadiums or schools or anywhere, or we're not going to allow any of it.
0: You know, the Norcross suite, I know where that is. It's, it's, it's kind of by the Odyssey suite, so I wonder if any of our people saw... Saw this happening oh. last night in real time.
1: Yeah. Um, I heard a lot of the uh, the suits were out there. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Dorenzo was probably there. Not. Nah, I don't think he was. I don't know. Took the night off for once. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, like, this is i uh,
1: hmm. I'll be honest. You know, like, for me, and this has always been my stance even when I was doing sports, if I'm tuning into sports, I'm tuning in to see sports, right? I get you. Like, I, I, I don't want this. If I want the social or the political messaging... There's plenty of avenues to get it right. Like this is kind of your escape. This is how you disconnect from the real world for three hours. But you're he, right, though, Don. He did yank that with a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot I, of vitriol, didn't he? Yeah, he's a
2: a 67 year old gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's gives them a lot of business uh, to to eject him. Well, really.
0: It, so a lot of the uh, YouTube chatters are weighing in. Mangle Mush says, no political messages at any sporting events. My opinion.
1: I, is but that a political message? The... It's
0: it's a, it's a, you're, you're, you're showing support for a.
1: Well, I mean, okay. you, you, common sense. I mean, you see both, no. both United States and Israel. You know what it means. No, I get it, but right. it's not.
2: Now,
1: I, I'm not offended by it, but
2: okay. For two things, first of all, a flag that looked. A lot of people have are very astute have said because remember he was close to former Governor Chris Christie at the yeah. time. So Chris Christie was on one of the, the shows as a pundit, had a similar flag behind him. Yeah. So people thought, you know, was there a connection there? But as well, I would say, for example, we've talked about flags in, in Bucks County schools, wow. right? Yeah. That they've said you can't have any flag, not a rainbow flag, not a, the only flag you can have is the American flag.
0: Phil, can you... Uh, That's
2: not the policy of Lincoln Financial Field. They don't have any specific policy.
0: Phil, can you run that uh, that video back again on a loop for everybody that, that uh, tuned in to YouTube just to see it?
1: Um, and By the way, too, I, I saw tweets that you. Chris Christie was at the game, but I didn't see uh, Fox cut to him once. I didn't. I don't think he was. Was he? Oh, really? I saw. I, I saw Dom and some others tweeting that Christie was in a suite, but oh. I did not see it. It surprised actually. Well, me he that he wouldn't th-
0: be in the Norcross suite,
2: right? Right. <laughs> he may, he, well, he's because he's a Dallas fan. He, I guess, he was at the tailgate. Oh okay. oh, okay. So maybe he didn't. I don't know.
0: Eating some wings and some
3: sloppy
2: Chris Christie. Thank yeah. you. He um, he was at the tailgate. He had like a gray sweatshirt on, but behind him was well, actually there uh, was an uh, interview uh,
1: with Jaws. Uh, uh, here, uh, uh, Phil, re- rewind this video. Rewind it. Sound like it's nineteen <laughs> put, put it in re- the machine. <laughs> where's my where's my clicker? <laughs> Who took the clicker? <laughs> if we could go back. It looks he like, like my husband. It looks it? like Norcross puts his hands on the security guard. Uh-oh. Watch this again. When he gets he kind of jumps in front of him. Yeah, now let's roll it right from there, Phil. Look
0: at this, back into the left. Yeah, back into the left. Now
1: watch Norcross. Now let's just let it play out in real time. Hit, it, hit, hit the play button. Um, you see it right there. It looks like he, oh, yeah. he has his oh, hands yes, on he does. his chest. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And does he
0: grab his shirt? That is a good observation by you. He grabs his shirt, he absolutely which I does. think
1: right there is what triggered the guard to say, "All right, you're out of here," and I'm snatching your side. Oh, come on! I think that's what happened there. Norcross is probably
0: saying, I can buy and sell you, pal.
1: That's right. I, I think mean, he put his hands on him. It looks, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard angle to look at.
2: Well, I, I'm, all right. Really? The, well, George, I'm just, I'm, I'm George just, was a threat. No, this no, no I'm not like, saying that. George, I've interviewed him before. He's, he's a tall, you know, he's a tall right. guy. The, the security guard must be. I'm guessing like six five, three yes. hundred 300 pounds.
1: Absolutely. Okay,
2: so I, come on.
1: Oh, right. I'm not saying he's a threat to him, but I'm just saying it looked like he put his hands on him. Let's take a poll on this show.
0: Uh, Don. do you think they should have allowed that, f- that flag to hang there? Yes, uh, I Nick, do. Nick? Yes. Yes. I, I do as well.
2: I, I'm going to say this. I just wonder if it's a banking thing because Norcross, you know, we've talked about he's part of that um, – That group that is currently in active talks to take over Republic First Bancor. So maybe it's a Lincoln Financial Field Bancor thing. Mm. You know, he's like, he's part of a huge banking deal. Maybe it's business. I don't know. That's a good point. Because who else was he hosting in his luxury yeah. box? Interesting.
1: And I love how the other anyway. the other officer comes in with the yellow uh, the yellow highlighter fluorescent <laughs> jacket over the top. Follow me, pal.
2: <laughs> I, my question is always consistency. If they consistently said no rainbow flags, no pro Palestine flags, no BLM flags, no pride flags. Yep. But I, I'm just going to ask. You know, we have a lot of Eagles fans listening right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they've ever snapped a picture of somebody in... Right there hanging from somebody's luxury boxes. I don't know, a little pride flag or something. Yeah, correct. So I think either have a zero tolerance, you know, zero flags, or it's not. Agreed. It's not right. I agree.
3: All right.
2: right. Um, Oh, my sponsor is this morning. We have an important sponsor, and I'll get to this before the forecast real quick. Consumer Cellular is our sponsor today. Thank you for sponsoring our news, our weather. Consumer Cellular offering unlimited talk and text on every plan starting at $20 a month. So stay connected in rain, sleet, and snow with their premium nationwide 5G coverage, no contracts here, and free activation. Visit ConsumerCellular.com to switch today. Consumer Cellular, thank you for sponsoring our news. And even though Consumer Cellular was talking about rain, sleet, and snow, thankfully on this November 6th day and for tomorrow, Election Day, the NBC10 first alert forecast says no rain, no sleet, no snow. So today we're in the low 60s. Tomorrow, uh, it's a beautiful day, 71 degrees for your Tuesday, November 7th, election day tomorrow. No excuse or weather-wise, no excuse. Uh, to not get out there and vote tomorrow.
1: Vote and go play golf. Yes, I've given you the blessing. <laughs> uh, Keith Martin on the YouTube chat
0: writes. So was the guy taking the video the one who called in the security that the flag offended them? Why else would he be taking a video? They be taking a video at just the right time. That's a very good point.
1: Yeah, and it nobody looks like was that, that is from far away too, and nobody is really
0: turning around looking. You know, at, everybody's watching the game, so it it is interesting that they they just happened to get mm-hmm. a video of it just at the right time.
2: That
1: is
0: correct. I saw a
2: few videos because oh, did you? one of them, because they were in the stands. So they were actually taking video of somebody. I mean, there were multiple videos, mm-hmm. but the one I saw, they were showing somebody or like a picture or whatever, and then they kind of pan up. Somebody sees it.
1: Okay. Interesting. So, I, so but, somebody's sitting in the lower bowl looking back up at them. Yeah. So okay. I,
2: don't, I don't know. All right. I, it looks like one of the fans looks like Christine Flowers in the shot. I have to ask her, was that you? Well, they give their names. Oh, do they? So we, we'll have to find out if if the person yeah, called
1: it in and complained. Yeah. That's ridiculous, too. Yeah. I want to know if Sloppy made his way to the box last night. <laughs> or if he just got taken out in the tailgate in the parking lot. Stop. You know, he ate too much or he drank too much. Stop. and he, just, you know, he crashed in his camper.
0: I have an, an amazing piece of audio of him coming up at 745. Okay, uh, he was in Florida. Oh, I know and, what this is about, and then and then Trump went after him. Oh. it's getting ugly, yeah, it's getting ugly. And if
1: you're Trump boy, you're like, man, what an easy act to follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I could come out here and read the phone book and get a better ovation. yeah, it's getting ugly. It's getting ugly. eight five five, eight three, nine, twelve, ten. Well, it is getting ugly for Joe in the polls. Trump leads in five critical states, and his margin is bigger than ever. We'll get to that on the other side, and also some of the specifics. When it comes to certain communities, it's Kale & Company as we continue. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
3: It's Kale & Company on demand from Talk
0: Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.
1: Kale & Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We will get to Central Bucks and their school board control. All of it hanging in the balance tomorrow. And also... Will abortion dominate the 2024 elections? Tomorrow could offer us a lot of clues, including how one red state is going to handle this when it comes to plenty of blue voters, and that is the state of Kentucky. That's coming up in just a little bit. But before we get to that, and before we get to the cut sheet, so this is very interesting. I think a lot of people were very, very happy if they were on social media Sunday morning, perhaps scrolling their timeline as they watch any of the Sunday shows or reading their favorite newspaper, having a cup of coffee. Uh, Donald Trump now leads in five critical states against Joe Biden. This, according to the New York Times and the Siena poll, the latest numbers coming out. And I think this is very, very fascinating because this, to me, should be reality. It absolutely should be the way it plays out in real life. But we know polls are polls. And I felt like a lot of people yesterday, as great as this news is, and as great as these polls are, were taking victory laps. And I'm thinking... Oh, my goodness gracious. Did we not learn anything from a year ago at this time? We said red wave, red wave, red wave, and it was like a little pink trickle. It was like a little splash of my cranberry that I put into my (laughs) Tito's vodka just to give it a little bit of coloring. But Joe Biden is trailing Donald Trump in five of the six swing states. Trump has an 11-point lead over Biden in Nevada, 52% to 41%. Then working our way down Georgia, Trump leads by six points. 49% to 43%. In Arizona, Trump also has a five point advantage, 49 to 44. Also in Michigan, Trump with a five point lead, 48 to 43. And here in the great state of Pennsylvania, and we've mentioned this story in the past how Joe Biden could have a Pennsylvania problem. And I gave you some of those figures on Friday with Dawn where we were talking about how the GOP is making gains in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia County specifically picked up an additional 26,000 registered Republicans from last October to this October. But Pennsylvania, Donald Trump has a four-point lead, 48 to 44. The lone battleground state where Joe has the advantage, and it's only a two-point advantage, is Wisconsin. Joe Biden leads Donald Trump 47 to 45. So Trump leads Nevada by 10, Georgia by 6, Arizona and Michigan by five, Pennsylvania by four, and Wisconsin he trails by two. But it gets a little bit even, a little more dicey for Joe when you go to certain age groups and certain demographics and certain communities. Voters under 30, which I would say is a mix of millennials and Gen Zers, Mr. Biden is only favored by a single percentage point over Donald Trump. We've talked a lot about, yes, young boys, young men, high school boys, 18 to 22 into college, are skewing more conservative. But we've also talked about how the younger demographic, like the 27-year-old single um, female who doesn't have kids, that's career-oriented, that spends $8 on a cup of coffee, can't stand Donald Trump. And they hate the Republican Party. And that is a big thorn in the GOP side. Yet voters under 30 favor Joe Biden by only a single percentage point. His lead among Hispanic voters is down to single digits and maybe the biggest surprise of all. And it's not a massive percentage, but it is historic. So I think we need to frame it that way. It is historic. Black voters long to be a lock for Democrats and for Joe Biden are now registering 22 percent support in states for Trump, a level unseen in presidential politics. For a Republican in modern times I think And here's my here's my um, theory As to why this is The African American community Feels like they have been slighted And that they have been targeted And I think there's in, in some sort of weird Wraparound, twisted world Bizarro times that we're living in In 2023 I think if you are a minority And you felt like you've kind of been shafted I think you actually feel sympathy for Donald Trump with the prosecution that he's going through in various courts with the weaponization and the persecute, all the buzzwords that we like to talk about. I think Trump resonates with some of those people in that community that say, you know what? I know what you I know what you're dealing with. And I look, I'm talking historically. I think today in this day and age, it's never been a better time to be a member of the LGBT community, it's never been a better time to be a minority, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know my stance on that. I take merit over DEI. But I I really do think that there are some people that look at Trump and say, this is a guy who's rattled the cages of the establishment and they're going after him and they kind of get behind him. And oh, by the way, too, and this is a longstanding thing, Democrats always promise the moon to the minority community. And then what do they do when they get in power? They do nothing for them, and then they destroy their city even further. Which is like I always say, elections have consequences. If, you, if you're tired of Kensington and you're tired of Philadelphia with carjackings um, and armed robberies and going into a pizza a pizza shop and then the owner has to shoot the guy because he's trying to rob the joint, which we'll get to that story later, Like, stop voting for these people. But, I mean, these polling numbers, and again, I don't want to take the bait. I thought a lot of people took the bait yesterday on Twitter. Like the election was yesterday and Trump won or something like, hey, like I'm, I'm the one here saying like it's not it's not early. It's sooner or later it's going to start getting late. But the election was not decided yesterday. But these polls are very, very good news, I think, for Donald Trump. Yeah, I
2: think I mean, he did. He you know, even in the last elections, you know, his numbers, you know, historically compared to any other Republican are are pretty significant mm-hmm. within the so-called black and brown community i think you know it's part of it is the um social justice piece you know remember in atlanta when he was going to be fingerprinted get his mug shot and yeah. we played the video here you might have done a big take on it it, it was um you saw people coming out in atlanta after the vast i'd say 90 percent were african-american yeah individuals who are cheering on Trump. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like, you know, remember he had that program where he was commuting sentences, he was pardoning people. That was, you know, something that he did in his administration. So I think there's that, but also I will say this as far as the economy Mm -hmm. and as far as you have this influx of people coming across the border, they're taking jobs of the black and brown community here. In you know, in America, and I think there's you know there's a resistance to that as well.
1: There really is. Uh, yesterday on one of the Sunday shows, CNN's Dana Bash, uh, there was a very interesting soundbite that I want to play for you, um, and it really highlights how Trump is doing well in the African American community and how Biden is actually struggling in the more diverse areas. Do we we have this yeah. ready to go? This is cut fourteen. Phil, go. Okay.
4: The New York Times. And the right about it, says, in a remarkable sign of a gradual racial realignment between the two parties, the more diverse the swing state, the farther Mr. Biden was behind. And he led only in the whitest of six.
1: Wow. Let that sink in for Holy a moment. Holy man. So, so Joe Biden is only res- uh, resonating in the whitest of the six, <laughs> six swing states, not Donald J. Trump. And what are the three words that are most synonymous with the Biden administration? diversity equity mm-hmm. and inclusion what's the first word diversity Joe is struggling in the diverse at, areas
0: at some point at some point though it becomes pandering and I hope that that community and I hate to do it like, because we're we, we we put everybody in boxes and I just mm-hmm. absolutely hate it it's mm-hmm. like yeah. the black community the, the brown community they spe- like no people are people right. but if we're gonna do that okay. But I'm hoping that the so-called African American community and the Hispanic community looks at this mm-hmm. and and just be like, whatever happened to merit? You know what I mean? Like yes. we want to work hard. Like we don't need to be handed things. Right?
1: Don't insult me saying I it, need the handout.
0: Exactly. Like I can't get it and attain it on my own. I have a clip coming up uh, that I'll play right right at 7:45 of Democratic Representative uh, Jasmine Crockett. Who, uh, she says that the, uh, Biden's drop in support among black Americans is because feelings are dictating their reality and they aren't understanding exactly how any of it works. Basically saying, and she's an African American herself, yeah. basically saying, uh, that, uh, that, that black people are stupid. Yeah. And, and, and they just, they're just, you know, handed everything they're, they're felt or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: I also think with Trump, you know, you think about, vaccine hesitancy like you remember here in philadelphia uh the african-american community and this is historic why they have said i'm not going to take the vaccine so that was something that all the mandates and everything mm-hmm. with the biden administration i think that hurt him and just to your point the people who support biden you're you know you're talking about the ella Hoffs, mm-hmm. those white woke privilege yep especially women yep. in the suburbs. So they were mommy and daddy supporting them yep. until they're 30. Mm-hmm. That's that's the Biden supporter.
1: That's correct. And I, I don't know which one is more surprising. The fact that Joe is struggling in the most diverse states or the fact that the pro-Palestinian supporters are sh- chanting F Joe Biden. Yeah, I know. It's like, who does this guy resonate with? Dawn just explained it to you. Mm. The Ella hops of the world. <laughs> There you go. 855-839-1210. 8, 5, 5, 8, and, of course, with this New York Times poll, uh, everybody agrees that the economy's terrible and that Joe's too old and mentally deficient. So those were some of the other categories in which these people were polled. But um, really, just amazing. Five out of six swing states, Trump doing incredibly well and doing things at a historic level not seen by a Republican in modern presidential times. 855-839-1210 8, 5, 5, 8, is how you climb in from the national scene to the local scene we go Bucks County, Central Bucks School District, the third largest in the state, 17,000 plus students. Tomorrow's a big day. We'll tell you why next on Kale Company.
0: This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the Free Odyssey app.
2: As I sip my morning coffee and look out at the beautiful view of Philadelphia and Center City, I'm just imagining that I'm sipping a cool limoncello from my hotel balcony savoring the sunset beyond the isle of Capri that's right the Amalfi coast Positano Sorrento Capri join me won't you as we sip limoncello together among other things let's discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy together with our friends from Conservative Tours and nobody does it better than Conservative Tours The Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii, enough time to see the great ancient sites in Rome, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 awesome days of touring. Olive oil production, a mozzarella farm, wineries, tasting sessions galore. And you may know this, the group dining events they're known for are legendary. 5267 Yeah, 5267 And yes, it includes nonstop airfare while supplies last. Oh, I can smell the lemon groves outside my hotel window in Sorrento. Go to conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture, a full itinerary there. Yes, Larry and the boys are going too. You can call 888-733-9494, toll free, 888-733. 3 and of course we'll find out why italians take their vacations in puglia italy's best kept secret authentically italian conservative
1: tours.com daily company as we continue what's on the cut sheet inside of 10 minutes from now nick don and greg 855-839-1210 get us on the free odyssey app watch us live on youtube sure there'll be plenty of video components to the cut sheet so you might want to get on over now space is limited <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could uh, I could I could do that all day. <laughs> all right. Um this is a very interesting story that we have to get to. Um and we're talking about the schools and obviously the suburbs in and around Philadelphia. None bigger than Central Bucks School District, which is, you know, as many people know, one of the largest in the state of Pennsylvania, more than 17,000 students. And you know, I mean, like I when I moved back up here, it was a kind of a coin flip between Montgomery County and Bucks County. I knew right about the distance I was willing to travel into work every morning at 4.30. And um, if I was living in Bucks County, and I'm only about four or five miles from where the Bucks County border is, uh this This would absolutely be something with my girls and you know being a father that I would be all in on, uh, and I still am pretty much all in on this and I, of, of all the things to pay attention to in election season, this to me is one of the more fascinating ones and I know Don, you highlight this so well in many different regards, from the Meg Brocks of the world to others but it, it's it 's not just one thing with the schools it was you know it started with covid mask policies and remote schooling. And then we get into library books and book bans, and then we have flags and which flags can be shown and which ones are triggering. And then it trickled into the bathroom. Who can go into a girl's bathroom and whether a boy can be on a girl's sports team? So it's, it's, it's wild that the schools are now essentially like the, the battleground for. The next wave of Democrats or the next wave of Republicans, when I think in, in reality, most of us, if not all of us, would just like our kids to be kids. Go to school, join extracurricular activities, join a club, play a sport, have fun, skin your knee, you know, whatever happened to the days of where you just got made fun of because you didn't have the expensive sneakers. Like, But those days seem to be gone. So you have all of this, these, these little intricate battles all under the umbrella of schools. And we know that Central Bucks and Bucks County by and large has historically been red. And what's at stake here is obviously whether or not the Republicans can keep the majority or the Democrats can take the reins back so to speak or not not back but steal it away for the first time in however many years or decades it's been if if in fact that's ever even been a thing in Bucks County but this to me uh you know I would say if you live in the Central Bucks School District and you're a Bucks County resident and you have children anywhere from when they're just starting school or even if they're stalker's kids age you know 3 or 4 years old because eventually they're going to get there and they're going to be a part of this and they're going to see all of this i think this is a a massive and this will probably reverberate not just throughout the state of Pennsylvania, because I think only Philadelphia and Allegheny counties are bigger than uh, than Bucks County. But this is going to be something that I think the rest of the nation is going to pay attention to, and the way it plays out. We've seen other states deal with this, Loudon, uh, the Loudon School District down in Virginia or Loudon County, whatever it is. I mean, they're, they're, these stories don't just happen here in Bucks County, but it really is kind of like. You talk about the grassroots level. I mean, you're talking about at the lowest of levels locally, with the youngest of people. You know, starting at age six, all the way up through eighteen. So I, I know I'm going to do some writing for for Real Clear later this week with results of this. But I want to see how it plays out in Bucks, and then compare that to other counties in the state or throughout the country. And um, I'm sure, Don, you have some thoughts on this because this is, I mean, this is right in your wheelhouse. This is everything that you're about.
2: Yeah i I think that it's true that these elections, it, those in Washington D.C. and partisans on both sides, but especially the Democrats, are very worried about places like Bucks County. They just had um, they just had a recent f- ruling just on Friday. A Montgomery County judge ruled that there are big changes to the way the school board elections go in Central Bucks. Now, is it for tomorrow? No, but it takes effect in 2025. Mm -hmm. So it'll it'll there, you know, critics on and and advocates on both sides. But ultimately, the school board will have nine members serving. um, They're going to divide into three voting regions instead of nine regions. And they're saying, well, it's because of the new census. And critics are saying it's like gerrymandering. So, what is, you know, what will that mean looking forward? And why is anybody even filing something like this and trying to tinker with Bucks because they feel mm-hmm. that Bucks, they really want to flip Bucks to blue? What, when do you, I mean,
1: I remember, now I, I've never lived in Bucks County, but I know it's historically been a red county. And I remember the, my first um, knowledge of anything Bucks County was when I was in junior high school and high school. Central Bucks West was a state powerhouse football program, but I, when did this start to become up for grabs, where it's going blue? And obviously, tomorrow being such a big day, because I almost want to compare I, this. Go ahead.
0: I don't know if Bucks has always been red, really. Yeah, there's there's a dividing line in Bucks County. Yeah, you go to like. Uh, you know, the the Quakertown Percusy area, like that's that's pretty
2: red. Yes, well, twenty years ago it was red 20 well, that, that years was, that, ago, box Montgomery County. so when I meant Greg just to Greg's right, it's purple. yeah, and that's why, you know, think of um Brian Fitzgerald, you know people call or Fitzpatrick, they call him a Rhino.
1: Mm-hmm. He has to be. Purple. Okay, but like to so you're the, saying, more Southern Bucks County was more blue. To, Northern Bucks County, more red. To
0: all the people that are voting red in Perkasie and Quakertown and Souderton in that area, there's also
1: people voting blue
0: in Buckingham and Willow New Grove. Grove. And you know what I mean? Yes. Right. So, so like it's 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 different. It's it, there is a dividing line in Bucks County. Okay. So I think it is that has always been a county that has kind of been up for grabs for most elections.
1: The, the feeling I get though, and, and, and you would know better than I do since you live there is it's kind of similar to the way the south is where you have and my guess is maybe there are people that lived within the city limits of Philadelphia that want to get away from all the nonsense. So you move into Bucks County and then much like, you know, whether it's Nashville, Tennessee or parts of Georgia or Austin, Texas, you know, the the redder states. Then you get this influx of Democrats that move and relocate there. And then all of a sudden you have like a very pivotal election coming up where. Like Republicans. I mean, I mean, both sides are probably worried about tomorrow. I mean, I don't know if I should call this a coin flip. I don't know if it's as simple as saying it's a 50-50, but this is going to be something that so many people are going to pay attention to and probably use this election to kind of gauge the rest of the country with all school board elections. So I think it's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, I think that look for uh for for PA, it's not a this is not a you know this is really kind of an off election year. I mean, it, yes, there is an election tomorrow, and but the, the real high stakes stuff isn't really up for grabs. So I don't know what the turnout is going to be tomorrow. So I think I think it all depends on turnout. Yeah, and I do think that school board stuff is going to galvanize um, uh, the voter base.
1: You know, and and here's the thing too. We see all these polls, like we saw the NBC-Gallup poll. 70% of Americans believe that biological boys should not compete against biological females. 81% say that men should have no business in a woman's bathroom. These are things that I think, generally speaking across the board, that most Americans agree upon. Yet, at the school level, this seems like a real tug-of-war when I think, you know, when you take a larger sample size... Most Americans think the left is way off base with all of this, uh, you know, from bathroom policies, the sports team eligibility to certain books like the pornographic books in libraries. I'm, I'm thinking of John Ke- uh, Senator Kennedy again in Louisiana right now reading some of those oh, books yeah. again. Yeah, that's, that's just totally stuck on my mind. No. So um, I mean,
2: why is Politico? That. I mean, why is Politico writing about us here in oh, our I area know.
1: in because so and- It's a smear.
2: Well, it is, but because it, it matters, because they do fear that what's that this education issue? Because everybody saw what happened with Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, yep. And that's to me, that's what's happening in our region, not just Bucks County. There's a lot going on in Chester County too, and so, you know, I think that these elections, I think that parents are activated, and they have awakened the the sleeping mama bear, mm-hmm. if you will. These moms who have been labeled as terrorists, you know, because they went to the Moms for Liberty convention here in Philadelphia. Right. These are like, I know these moms. These moms, I never even talked about politics to them ever. I didn't really even know where they stood. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, when you start messing with somebody's kid. Oh, yeah. And parental rights. You and wake the up books, the sleeping right? giant, right? Yep. yep. Well, that's why I said the sleeping mama bear. Yep. Right? Because... All of a sudden, you realize these these moms, and maybe it surprises some of them mm-hmm. that they were never really felt like they were that political, or oh, all those politicians, those old yeah. geezers, and they're always you know talking about policy. All of a sudden, it has come home, and it and it rings for people a, a grave concern. Yeah.
0: It, it, the, the one thing, and I know you're going to get to it eventually, Nick, that New York Times article that was written about uh, the 2024 uh, or the 2023 election coming yep. up tomorrow and these different states like Virginia uh, that have abortion on the ballot and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that is going to be, in my in my opinion, that's going to be the litmus test for yep. what happens in 2024. Yep. I think that if you have a Democratic base that's galvanized around this abortion issue— it's over for the Republicans.
1: Could very well be. And and Dawn mentioned Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin is basically taking a, quote, common-sense position on that abortion stuff, which we will get to. I've got the New York Times story. That'll be the next thing we get to after the cut sheet. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to just steal that from the New York Times with Glenn Youngkin. If he's got a common-sense position on abortion, I think Republicans in Central Bucks School District have a common-sense position on all of these issues. Boys don't go into the girls' bathroom. Boys don't play sports against girls and a 12-year-old does not need to have pornographic material in a library. That's not radical, that's not extreme, that's common sense.
0: Also, how people vote in a school board election is not necessarily how they're going to vote in a uh, presidential or whatever, you know, for yeah, just because they they want to see change in their school board or they want to see a more I I hate to even see conservative approach to a school board, but a more common sense approach to a school board. That does not necessarily mean they're going to vote for Trump.
1: There you go. All right. 747 Monday morning. We will get to that New York Times story with abortion coming up and how it will play out in 2024 on the back end of the cut sheet. But right now it is time for What's on the Cut Sheet.
3: What's on the
0: Cheat. what's on the cut sheet on this monday is brought to you by our good friends at cherry hill volvo where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned volvos enjoy the luxury experience you deserve they always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at cherry hill volvo check them out at route 70 in cherry hill cherry hill volvo where relationships matter phil i'm going to start with cut 13 here as i teased about 20 minutes ago this is uh, piggybacking off of what you said uh nick about that new york times poll and the more diverse the area the better trump is doing in in uh which much to the chagrin i think of the uh, sunday shows um this is democratic representative jasmine crockett she was on um i believe uh, actually i actually don't know where i don't know where this clip is from no relation um, to davy crockett by the no way. relation to davy crockett um she, she's uh, she's she's explaining that it's uh, the Biden's drop in support amongst Black Americans is because feelings are dictating their reality, and they aren't understanding exactly how any of this works. Mm. So those rubes, oh. those, those those dopes don't don't know don't know what they're talking about, Uh cut 13, Phil, go.
4: Here's the deal. Perception is reality. And so when you look at the data that was provided in this poll, it talks about how people feel. And when people decide whether they're going to the poll or whether they're not going to, to the poll, it's all about how you feel in that moment. And so while the facts may not align with their feelings, their feelings are dictating their reality. Their reality is that they said that they feel better or they felt better when Trump, was in office. But we've been trying to push back. We've got some very popular African American artists that are out here saying things like oh i got checks when trump was in office i want those checks again not mm-hmm. understanding that that really came from congress mm-hmm. so we've got a couple of things the perception issue and then we also have an issue as it relates to civics in this country and people not understanding exactly how any of this works
1: <laughs> she's basically saying that her african-american community doesn't understand it yes that they're not smart enough yeah. to get it
0: absolutely you know
1: but you but you we got checks and <laughs> yeah. now we don't get checks <laughs> yeah. like
0: like really that's you're, uh-huh. you're You're basically saying uh, that your community... are stupid.
1: Yeah, you you know it chapped her keister when she heard 50 <laughs> Cent say under Joe Biden I'm going to become 30 Cent. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the, the reality is you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. Anytime the Biden administration talks about how good the economy is doing, just go around to your friends and your family and your neighbors and say, hey, how's your life today compared to
0: 2019? Uh, one more time, I know you just played it a couple minutes ago, but I want to play it again. This New York Times poll that they highlighted on a State of the Union on Sunday on CNN. That the murder the more diverse the swing state, the farther Mr. Biden was behind. Cut 14, Philco.
4: The New York Times in the right about it says in a remarkable sign of a gradual racial realignment between the two parties, the more diverse the swing state, the farther Mr. Biden was behind. And he led only in the whitest of sex. It's
1: amazing. amazing. (laughs) I thought all the white people left. Oh, so no. Okay. You know, it's amazing. I've said in the past that if Joe was to ditch Kamala Harris, it would be an admission that diversity, Mm -hmm. equity, and inclusion is a failure. I take that back. That's the second most admission of a failure. The first biggest admission is that when your whole platform (laughs) is based on the word diversity and you're losing the diversity crowd. Yep. You are a failure.
0: Uh, Other polls that happened over the weekend, the CBS poll, uh, this was highlighted on Face the Nation, um, on the number of Americans who think things are going badly in this country. Cut
1: nine, Phil, go. The number of Americans who think that things are going badly in the country today has hit its high for the year. So you might expect any incumbent to be down as Biden is. But then look at these positive views of what people think will happen for them financially if Donald Trump wins way more voters think they'd be better off. And Biden, for his part, hasn't fully convinced as many Democrats that he'd help them as the middle class still reels from inflation. Geez, to think you'd be better off financially with gas at two eighty seven a gallon and your grocery bill at one hundred and twenty eight dollars instead of one fifty nine. By the way, I did the grocery thing. I even tweeted about it on Friday. Oh, this 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 past Friday was not a uh, toiletry uh, stop. This was okay. just the bare essentials for food. Where'd you go? I went to Giant. You know, I do my Giant thing. I walk around. I go down the aisles. I love the you know I love the, the smells of the laundry aisle.
0: Thank God you tweeted about it. I don't know what we would have done if you didn't tweet about <laughs> it. Well,
1: I just had to ask the people. What is the the most infuriating part it was a poll question actually that okay, i posted okay, okay, what is right. the most infuriating part of the biden economy is it grocery prices gas prices home ownership cost or health insurance most people did choose groceries followed by home ownership gas was actually third which i was a little surprised by but the point being i i did this was not toilet paper paper towels this was not uh, deodorant toothpaste mouthwash this was just the food and drink Hundred and fifty nine dollars Don, I swear, I walked out, and I'm like, I don't know how I'll get till Friday. I have no idea. I will have to be incredibly disciplined. No extra snack, no second serving at dinner. If I space $159 it, hundred and fifty nine dollars just for you, just for the me? girls, are- and I'm not buying filet mignons. Hundred fifty nine dollars. Mm. That does not in factor what I don't know. That does we- not include Kristen or uh, what the girls are getting on a weekly basis. Okay, which is which? Is, which if you do the math, um, would be next. way more than me. We
2: got it. Okay,
1: maybe I'll bring my receipt in. We'll analyze it. We'll put it up on YouTube. Might have to no, go what grocery should, shop. What we next. should
0: do? Yeah, what we should do? No, I'm serious. Is 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 we should have a we should have a video component and Dawn should grocery shop with you and oh my show God. you how to, I've done
2: new TV news stories on this. That you,
0: would be amazing. You'd be like. Um, I'm gonna buy this thing, and John is like, "Nope, it's cheaper over here. Get this one. Yeah. Get the generic brand, or whatever."
1: I, I don't know how else I can go any cheaper. I mean, I use like the generic the, mouthwash now, not Scope, not crest. By the way, dude. I mean, not for nothing. Like,
0: you, you make a pretty good salary here. What the hell are you doing? No, I know. But save know. your
2: pennies to spend your dollars.
1: <laughs> He's, he makes a good point,
2: right? Which no, I know. I'm, 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 I'm dead serious. you, know, like,
1: you do. You do. I've said I've said that I've said that, Kristen. I'm like I finally got the job that pays me what I think I'm worth, and I still have nothing. <laughs>
0: like, How is that possible? Stop bat- stop betting on uh, on on football. No, I, I'm, ta- I just, I'm taking
1: all your uh, your same game parlays. They're $150. Me.
2: I can.
0: Oh bu- <laughs> uh, touche, brother. <laughs> Sorry.
2: I can I can spend, I can do 150 and feed a family of four. What for a week?
1: Yeah, I'm no, good. No, $150 I'm good. for a family yep. of four? Now I have to you go dry. to a what, what? Ramen noodles? I have to go to a few different locations. See, all your savings, you're burning up in gas. Yeah, no, go.
2: they're not too far away. All but right. there
1: is there's a there is a way. I, I really do think that would be a massive A A it would help me out. B, Dawn, you get more um you get more goodwill and love as if you need any more. <laughs> um and I think it would be a YouTube smashing success. <laughs> we go up and down the be- aisles, Phil videotapes it. And then everybody could say, no,
2: you should have got, like, eggs. You can go to a certain place. Yep. You can, and by the way, like, game day, that's why yesterday, where all you have to do is wear your eagles gear, you get 5% off your total receipt at at, at any Acme.
1: I don't know that there's an, is there an Acme in Montgomery County? Yeah. I've never seen an Acme. What are you, high? No, I've (laughs) I've never seen an Acme. Oh, my goodness. I'll be honest with you, and this, this is really a violation on my part. Oh, here we go. I don't think I've ever been to an Acme in my life.
2: What? Are you kidding?
1: They don't have them in the Lehigh Valley.
0: Yes, of course they do. They do. Of what? course they do. They're I've, everywhere. Right. I've never I grew seen up going to an Acme.
1: I'm trying to think of the grocery stores that I've seen in my lifetime in the greater state of Pennsylvania. I've seen Giant. I've seen uh, Costco, Wegmans, Acme, Walmart.
2: You need to get everywhere. out there.
1: Aldi's. Yeah,
2: now, the one I go to, yeah, Aldi is
1: good, but yeah, not, not for everything. But not for everything, right. I've never seen an Acme. I, I know they exist, obviously, but I, I've never been to one. <laughs> There's I one exist. not far from you.
0: It's like Bigfoot and Nick and Nick's world. Wow, and Acme. Can you like, believe it? You know, the
1: Acme in my life is like the Loch Ness monster. They they claim to exist. I've Not just true. never seen it. It's just all right. I'll take. I'm going to actually Google uh, Acme and Walmart uh, in Here Montgomery County. All right, uh,
0: maybe that CBS news poll was an outlier, guys, or that New York Times poll. Maybe those two are the outliers. Okay, let's go to the NB. Let's go to an ABC news poll. Okay, where 76 percent of adults in this poll say the country is headed in the wrong direction. So nothing good is coming from any of these polls. Cut ten. Phil, go.
1: George, voters are just plain frustrated across
4: the board. 76 percent of adults in this poll say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Only. 23 percent, less than a quarter of the country, say that we're headed on the right track. And the issues that are animating voters' frustration, it's almost unspeakably vast and broad. Economy, 74 percent of Americans say it's very important to them personally. 69 percent say the same
1: about inflation. Those are issues in our poll that tend to favor Republicans. Voters say they trust Republicans more than Democrats on those issues. Yep. So it's not just the, the New York Times; it's ABC as well. And by the way, and this was and CBS. Yeah, and yeah. CBS. So that was Klein there on the on the big board. So he he wasn't Carnacki level over the top. But what is it about getting in front of those boards where it seems like everybody that's in front of it is like acts oh, as if they're on
0: speed? Oh, it's so exciting! It's is it so really exciting. that
1: much of a thrill? Uh, sure, seventy four percent here. Sure, it is. My God, um, that's like the prerequisite to get in front of the board. Yeah. All right, let's go to
0: the—actually, let's start with uh, uh, Stacey Abrams. Shall we remember her? Yeah. She was interviewed by um, Jen Psaki on Inside with Jen Psaki. Mm. Um, She—this is—you know this is a serious interview, and they're sitting down in chairs face-to-face, the the big interview that Jen Psaki gets on. MSNBC on uh, Sunday mornings. Uh, she says that uh, Americans think Kamala Harris is incompetent because of misogyny and racism. <laughs> yes. Cut 11, Philco. I want to ask
4: you about the vice president, because she has been under a huge amount of scrutiny through her entire time in office. I think there's a lot of reasons for this, but I want to ask you, as a prominent woman of color who's run for office, do you think she would be receiving these same critiques if she was a white man? No. Oh, my God. No, not at all. We will always question the person
2: behind the person. But we cannot ignore that misogyny Mm -hmm. and racism remain very prevalent in our politics. And for those uh, behaviors that don't rise to either misogyny or racism, there's also just the difference. Our expectations are set for the traditional white male vice president.
5: Mm.
1: (laughs) So there's a two-time election denier, Stacey Abrams, (laughs) playing the race card and the hate card and every phobia under the sun card. Uh, no, if if Kamala was competent, I think people would... Like, I don't agree with Jen Psaki on hardly anything she says, but I think Jen Psaki's a very bright, intelligent person. Although Stacey Abrams might say that I'm racist because, well, you don't say the same thing about Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah, because she's not bright and intelligent.
0: By the way, didn't we have eight years of an African-American president? I believe so.
1: What was his name? Oh, he's, I think right. he's what is this? He's in year 11 running the country now, yeah. if my math is correct. So <laughs> well, third term, three speak, times four. Speaking of that individual,
0: Barack Obama, he was on the Pod Save America podcast. And this this clip has really been making the rounds over the weekend. Um, talking about the Israel-Hamas uh, war, he said that uh, all of us are complicit in some degree. Right. So we're all complicit right. in what's happening over there. Um, so d- double-sidedism. Now, here. now he says that, look, what Hamas did was horrific, and there's no justification for it. But, but... <laughs> that being said... That being said, cut one, Phil, go.
6: If there's any chance of us being able to act constructively to do something, it will require an admission of complexity and maintaining... What on the surface may seem contradictory ideas? That that what Hamas did was horrific and there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the the occupation Ah, there we go. And what's happening to Palestinians is is unbearable. And what is also mm-hmm. true is that uh, uh, there look, is a history. Interesting,
0: isn't it? Isn't it very interesting? Mm-hmm. Stop it there for a second. Isn't it very interesting that that gets the applause in front of this crowd
1: and crickets for the first part?
0: Crickets, crickets, crickets for Nothing. the first
1: part. Yeah, fourteen hundred people slaughtered, babies, children, women, wow. animals. Uh, it doesn't matter. What I, a it, disgrace! It, it is. And look, I, I, I'm one of the people that say at times on certain stances and issues, I think there are. Times where two things can be true at once. But I'm not going to remotely try to sympathize with terrorists. That That's what this is about. You can't sit there and try to justify what the terrorists are doing. Can I say something? And I'll get back to this clip in one second. But I just,
0: I needed to get, like, I wanted to get something off my chest that, that that's really been bugging me. Is the right. fact that, like, people know, everybody knows that Israel is nukes, right? And that if they wanted to wipe gaza off the face of the earth and wipe the palestinians off the face of the earth they know that they could do that right sure so my question is is when we hear these moral equivalency and we hear occupation and genocide i mean genocide is a really 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 um strong word strong word yeah and if you really think about it, like if they really wanted to just eliminate the Palestinians, mm-hmm. they could do it. Absolutely. They could do it in a heartbeat. That's and correct. they're not, which makes them morally correct in this situation. Right. There's no, like, there is a good side and a bad side in this. Mm-hmm. And the Israelis are on the good
1: side. That's correct. I'm sorry. Yes, because it, to your to your point, their military is very well equipped, which, yes. it, which also leads it back into the question of, how could they have such an intelligence failure that led to October seventh, where this thing was plotted out multiple months in advance? But to your point, yes, and it's not just Israel; it's China. There's other there are other nations that mm-hmm. that are sitting on nukes, but you, you don't do it because at the end of the day, you're going to basically destroy the civilization. Well,
2: to your point, that's why Netanyahu, and this just happened over the weekend. Yep. Is that what you're getting to? No, no, okay. No. Uh, that uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu actually said that his own minister, uh, his minister's statements were not, quote, based in reality mm-hmm. because his own minister on a radio program had said that basically um, dropping a nuclear weapon on the Gaza Strip is, quote, an option. Yes. And after he said that just Sunday, yesterday, Netanyahu announced that he's, I think he's suspended. Yeah. Um, He suspended him, and he said, we will continue to do, you know, we will continue to operate in proper accordance with the highest standards of international law to avoid harming innocents. That from Netanyahu. So this illustrates Greg's point beautifully. Mm -hmm. They do have the power, and even when, when a guy, you know, a minister in the cabinet of Netanyahu says, well, yeah, you know, nukes are on the table, boom, they just... They, uh, they treated him like Norcross in the box <laughs> yes. with the flag, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're out of here, buddy. By- and by the
0: way, it is, you know, like uh, hearing all the, you know, that liberal audience um, applaud that, what he said about the occupation of the Palestinians and all that nonsense, um, like liberals realize that. Israel is the only Western democracy in the Middle East, right? That's correct. And all the these all these ideals that they, they hold so dearly mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, f- everything, yeah. Every, our way of life, it's only practiced
1: yeah. in Israel. They are an outlier in that region.
0: And if they went to Gaza or they went to Saudi Arabia or they went to any of these places, that, none of those, you know, they stone gay people. Mm-hmm. If you have a pronoun, they'll shoot you in the head. Yeah. Like, this is not... These are not the people we should be sticking up for.
1: Yeah, if you... you, They should be sticking up for If you're in the LGBTQ plus community and you use pronouns, and you go to see Hamas, your pronouns will go from he slash (laughs) him to was (laughs) slash were. Because you will be gone. Look at that. that.
2: And when you play former President Barack Obama speaking, all I could think about was, you know, the... What was it? Four hundred million dollars in cash, mm-hmm. or how much? I know that some people say he didn't give them billions in cash, but there was there were hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. in cash in all different currencies. He, if he says, uh, you know, uh, many many have blood on their hands. Well, maybe there is blood on his hands for emboldening Ira- uh, Iran. Iran mm. and Iran obviously funds who Hamas. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm going to pick up where I left off there, Phil. Go. <clears throat>
6: of the Jewish people that may be dismissed unless your grandparents or your great-grandparents or your uncle or your aunt tell you stories about the madness of anti-Semitism. And what is true is that there are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did, and what is true
0: again, but right? I, I mean, we can
6: go on for a while. Mm-hmm. And the problem with the social media and trying to TikTok activism and trying to debate this on that, I do agree with that. <laughs> is you can't speak the truth. You can pretend to speak the truth. You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your moral innocence. But that won't solve the problem. And so if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean. Here we go. That all of us are complicit to some degree. I look at this and I think back, what could I have done during my presidency to move this forward, Don't as hard as that. I tried, yeah. I've got the right? source to prove it. All right, There we go.
0: Wow, enough,
6: enough.
1: <sighs> well, let me let me attack it from this angle. Um, he mentions Hamas and he mentions TikTok. It is um, very bizarre, but we do have a little bit of d- uh, data here. So we have a story that says, why do young Americans support Hamas? Well, you can look at TikTok. According to a Harvard-Harris poll, 51% of Americans aged 18 to 24 believe that Hamas was justified in its brutal terrorist attacks on innocent Israeli citizens on October 7th. Let me just go back to that. 51%, more than half of Americans aged 18 to 24 that zone out on TikTok are in support of the justification of the slaughtering of innocent people, and now, you, now, so should we revisit the banning of TikTok yet again on this show? Stop, I banning doesn't to, work. I continue to feel more justified every day. Stop, get rid of that app.
0: Banning doesn't work. There was a there was a debate going on earlier about how you can get all kinds of good, as they put it, conservative uh, views on TikTok. I don't know. Oh. I
1: don't go to TikTok. Well, I would say this, though, though, in all seriousness, uh, if that's the case, then Republicans need to start really taking advantage of that. It's election season. Utilize all the tools that you have before you. Um, Sadly, that's TikTok.
0: Senator Bernie Sanders was on, uh, I I believe this was CNN over the weekend, um, was asked if he agrees that Israel is committing uh, genocide uh, by defending itself against terrorism. And he doesn't he he can't say that. He says we don't have to quibble about words. Oh, so the genocide apparently is not too strong a word for for a burn. Okay, cut eight, Phil, go.
4: That last screen said Joe Biden supported the genocide of the Palestinian people. I know you know the definition of genocide. It is defined as a crime committed with intent to destroy a national, ethnic, racial or religious group. Do you think that's what Israel is doing here? What's going on right now is a horror show. We don't have to quibble about words. (laughs) Thousands of men, women, and children are being killed. It has got to end right now. And one of the things that concerns me, Donna, is there has not been enough talk about what right-wing Republicans are doing right now. They don't want any aid to go to the Palestinians. Somebody should be talking about that. Somebody should be talking about how Trump wants to expel Palestinians from this country.
1: Number one, <laughs> I, it's really fascinating to me that they even give this guy a platform anymore as he's sitting there up there in Burlington, Vermont. Why why is it so hard to use the word genocide? Yeah. And oh, by the way, no, the Israelis are not committing a genocide yeah. against those people that live in Gaza. I, a genocide is what's going on in China. A genocide is what Hitler tried to accomplish uh, with the Holocaust. I mean, it's literally the effort and the attempt to... And I don't want to, like this is not for shock and awe, but I I think this word actually has more um, more bite to it than just the word genocide. They are trying to exterminate yeah. a population. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y- meaning
0: Hamas, correct? Yes, correct. With well, the Jews, the problem is is that they're using genocide to describe what the Israelis are doing against the Palestinians, which is just it. it it is just absurd.
1: I mean, do we have to go back to 1930s, 1940s? I mean, do they really apparently, have a history apparently lesson? Apparently we do. Like, Nobody knows history anymore. No. To that
0: point. No. Let's go over to Bill Maher, shall we? Uh, Bill Maher on his program on Friday said that he called out liberals. He did a good job of calling out liberals again mm-hmm. uh, for saying that, you know, progressive celebrating Hamas. Like, where were these people when it was the uh, white guys with tiki torches? Remember mm-hmm, that yeah. Trump had to condemn all of them. Do you remember that? That's correct. Uh, cut 18, Phil, go.
5: What do you make of this level of just gut-wrenching anti-Semitism? I, I must admit, I don't think of myself as a naive person, and I've been surprised. It was like a volcano that blew. I mean, just like people in the United States with banner, F*** Israel. You know, the, any means necessary. I just, I, I I don't know where this comes from. I guess it's ancient, obviously. The hatred of the Jews goes way back. But I, I, I was taken aback by this. You, you because, can't tell me
0: you don't think social media has made it
5: much worse. I, you, so you think that's the answer? Because I, because it, it's got to be something about the Jews themselves. Because there are other people around the world who are oppressed. There are other colonized places. Not that Israel colonized anything. But Why? This one place. Why does this arouse, especially among young people? I mean, but the my young people who hates, hated Trump because he, he wouldn't condemn the people with the tiki torches, He's talking about Jews but You're the ones with the tiki torches I don't
4: now. Think,
1: it is remarkable, and I'm I'm a lot like Bill Maher from the standpoint of where he says I don't I don't like to look at myself as a naive individual, but th- that's what I've been saying for four weeks. I mean, this is like a volcano that was just building up with lava and lava and lava. And then, kaboom, October 7th, you know, it went all Mount Vesuvius on everybody.
0: By the way, uh, I would just like to say that, like, you don't need to go anywhere else for your political insights because what he just basically said, we said for the last couple of weeks that's now, correct on this radio show.
1: that's correct so. and 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 think about the hypocrisy that we're seeing and you know what it is about the younger generation it's not that they're advocates and that they're activists and they're using colleges for that over academics it's that they're so uneducated on the basic yeah. principle of like we saw all of these signs that said queers for palestine and lgbtq support supports uh pro uh, palestinian causes like they're either, either so woke they don't realize it Or they're so dumb they can't comprehend it Like your lifestyle choices mm-hmm. Which I have no problem with if, if you're a guy and you think you're a girl Or if you're a girl and you want to date a girl Go right ahead But you're you're defending the group That will literally behead you Yeah, I, like, I, yeah. That's a wild position to take Yep. I mean I've seen some strong political stances In my lifetime I'm not sure it, it, this, this can be topped
0: Um Forgive me, I, I should have played this when we were talking about the uh, the 2024 election, but I got sidetracked with something else. Uh, but this is Squad Dem, uh Powell. She was on with uh, Jen Psaki on Sunday, and she admits, this is the first time, Jen, that I felt like the 2024 election is in great trouble for the president and our Democrat control. Squad member Jayapal Powell cut 12, Phil.
7: But I will tell you, this is the first time, Jen, that I have felt like the 2024 election is in great trouble for the president and for our democratic control, which is essential to moving forward.
1: Essential to moving forward. So she said, he, Now that was, she's, she's the one, she's the squad Dem from the state of Washington. Correct. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. He, this is, this is what I mentioned in the big take this morning. It's it, it, I don't know what is the more confounding element of the Biden struggle bus right now. The fact that they're losing in the diversity field when it comes to Trump or the fact that the squad Dems feel like Joe is wrong on this. As we played you that clip of Rashida Tlaib this morning in the big take, like, I mean, Joe Biden in this administration, Democrats for the most part. So this is all excluding the squad Dems because they are they are just flat out anti-Semitic the mainstream media you've had everything go in your general direction more than i can even comprehend and process and yet now you're using and look this is fine if 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 i'm not i'm not saying i'm against it if there's going to be destruction within the democratic party itself and they're going to come busting apart at the seams then so be it but this is a very interesting stance to take against an administration that's been far more pro your cause than pro israel
0: agreed um by the way, we're uh, streaming live on YouTube. youtube.com slash at twelve ten W P H T. Our goal is five thousand subscribers by Thanksgiving, right? So we're what are we two weeks away from Thanksgiving? Yes. yes. Oh ne- my ne- God! Can you believe next, this. Next
1: Friday is the last show for oh me. Oh my goodness! All right.
0: I need everybody to stop what they're doing. Of course, if you're driving to work, don't 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 stop right in the middle of the road. That would be dangerous. <laughs> when you get to your destination, go to youtube.com slash at twelve ten WPHT and please hit the subscribe button. We're like a hundred and fifty uh, yeah, like hundred and fifty away from five thousand. So we just need a hundred and fifty people. I see the data. There's way more than that listening. And way more than that watching. So please uh please if you're listening. Uh, and you haven't done so, please hit the subscribe button. I want to get to we want to get to um, five thousand in two weeks. I think yes. we can do it. One hundred fifty in two weeks. Can you help us get there? Also, hit the like button right now. We're at one hundred and four likes. Uh, I want to I want to tick that up. So uh, so please hit the like button. Okay. Uh, the the over the weekend Saturday was the Florida GOP Freedom Summit. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie started off the afternoon with a speech. <laughs> it, it went just as well as you would expect it to Slopey go. Chris Christie. Exactly, Chris, uh, exactly, uh, Trump. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is Chris Christie uh, taking it to the stage, and boy, I I, I will give him credit. Mm-hmm. He uh, he does a good job of handling hecklers. You can tell he's had a lot of hecklers in his life. Mm-hmm. He does a good job of handling them, mm-hmm. but boy, he does not win over any crowd by doing this. No. Uh, cut to Phil. Go. <laughs> He's just standing at the podium. He's standing at the podium and
8: he's so smiling. <laughs> I know you're here. Yeah. yeah. Well now it feels like home. Thank you all very much.
1: It's like me a Thanksgiving.
8: Let me let me first thank the chairman and everyone here. Yep. Look. Oh, yep. <laughs> that, what a shock you're for Trump. I'm gonna fall over dead now look now look wow every one of those boos every one of those cat calls every one of those yells will not keep it <laughs> yes sure will not solve one problem we face in this country will not stop uh, and will <laughs> Man. And will not and, and will not make this country better your anger your anger your anger against the truth is reprehensible. Wow. Well,
1: that'll win some people oh, over. Man. This is his exit.
0: <laughs> Can I just stop it? Yeah. Stop it there for one second. Mm-hmm. He, What he should have done, in my opinion, yep. is gone. We talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. Bill Burr, mm-hmm. when he was in Philadelphia and the crowd turned on him and he just heckled and just went after the crowd and mm-hmm. went after Philadelphia and everything and he won... He won the crowd. In this point, to this point, Chris Christie should have just started throwing haymakers and just being like, you, you're ugly. You, Mm -hmm. you stink. You.
1: This this city's a swamp. It stinks. Just call them deplorables, why don't you? (laughs) Right?
2: Well... You know, if he, maybe, yeah, he needed a good comedy writer, to your point, just yeah. to be funny. Yep. But he's not. He just comes off as like an angry, mean yeah. guy. Yeah.
1: But I, I will say, if one thing I will say about him is he gives us incredible content. And <laughs> right there, see, here's the thing. We're talking about how he should have handled it. This is how he's handled everything since he entered the race politically. It's true. It's true. He, he said, I'm going to be the complete foil to Donald Trump. I am going to uh, instigate and call out MAGA and everything. So he honestly he's right on brand throughout this presentation. But right. I, is he yeah. usually this kind of grumpy and angry? Like
2: Well, well no, she- usually it's-,
1: it's geared directly towards Trump, not necessarily his his supporters in a crowd.
0: Uh, Shelly writes uh, he's he's losing weight and has His blood sugar is going down.
3: Oh, maybe that's that's sloppy, Chris Christie. Well,
0: Chris uh, Trump takes the stage, and and let's lose on Christie in one second. Uh, I'm going to pick up where I left off. There, Phil, go.
8: When you think about the problems, when you think about the problems that our country and this world is facing, when you think about that, (laughs) this type of pettiness, this type of pettiness. Is beneath, beneath the process of electing a president. Uh Rutro. And wow. And as people, and as people watch today, as people watch today, if your arguments are so strong, if your arguments are so great, and mine are so bad, then just keep quiet. Let me make my awful arguments, and then you can just reject them out of hand. But the problem is, the problem is, the problem is you fear the truth. Oh, man. There you
1: go. Wow. You know, he's got a lot of stones to talk about pettiness. His whole platform has been based on pettiness trying to be the bully to Donald Trump saying I'll be the guy that punches back, I'll talk all the trash. Like you you yeah. haven't really done much to really give your vision for America. It's been about trying to, you know, denigrate the Trump vision.
0: Let's talk about pettiness for a second. Like if you're really going to go down this this road, Chris, um, you know, think about Bridgegate what you will, but
1: was there not m-
0: more of a petty thing mm-hmm. than Bridgegate? Right. If or, what if what they're alleging happened
1: happened right? Or as Dawn said about you know the throwing of the uh, the water bottle at a staff member. I mean this guy seems to be the the king nitpicker of petty. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, and then uh, a few speakers later. Donald Trump took the uh, took to the podium.
1: By the way, do, do these individuals that are all there, whether yeah. it's Trump, Christy, DeSantis, do they pass each other like in the backstage area as they go out to take their turn? Because if like you know, you know, how you see like when uh, like on wrestling, a wrestler will walk past the other wrestler in the back of the locker room to that's, head out to the entrance.
0: That's what you're basing this on. I'm for.
2: wondering if Trump <laughs> walks by. I'm wondering if WWF? Trump walks.
1: Yeah, if Trump walks past Christie and says, "I'm going to roast you." Yeah, no. No. watch this
2: i mean the truth is probably because they know each other very well and even though this seems nasty i guarantee you at some point they'll be friendly again yeah and christy will chris christie once again will find himself sucking up trying to get a cabinet position it's never going to happen
1: okay so let me ask you this question so you say that you think eventually trump and christie will be friendly again mm-hmm. do you think trump and DeSantis will be friendly again
2: yeah okay. i do Okay. I do. So for anybody who says Trump is so thin-skinned, uh not so much. He he gets it. He knows this is a tough, vicious competition. Yeah, it's a game. He, he gets it. I get
0: yeah, it. I I do agree with Don. I think that cuz I mean, he went he was brutal during the 2015-2016 yeah. uh, uh primary cycle to Ted Cruz, to mm-hmm. Marco Rubio, all these people. Like he doesn't he doesn't have any will a will towards them now. Mm-hmm. So um, no,
1: and I wasn't even, implying he was. Even Hillary
0: Clinton, who he, you know, called yeah. crooked. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's like, she's not crooked anymore. She's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut three here. This is how Trump responded when he took to the podium.
3: Uh, cut three, Phil Goh. I heard they virtually booed him off the stage because, you know, what? what's it all about? He's just doing it because I didn't give him a job in the administration. What, what's he doing? And why would I do a debate when Christie sir i'm sorry he is not a fat pig okay this man he said he is not a fat pig no boy no it's true and you can't you can't use the term fat you're allowed to use the word pig but not fat no, the man just said he's a fat pig, and I said, "No, he's not a fat pig." So now the press can't kill me because all I'm doing is responding. <laughs> I'm responding. He is not a fat pig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So now here's my question. Yeah. Because I think if you picked up on a the theme here, he's done that fat pig routine multiple times now. Mm. Are people saying Christie's a fat pig every time? Or is this part of Trump's oh, uh,
0: on, his man. routine? You're you're not this naive. Of I'm course, wondering. Of course, he, it's part of his routine. I didn't hear a fat pig being no. yelled at. I'm just asking. Don, just uh, curious. Is that a sin?
2: <clears throat> he was responding. Okay. Let <laughs> let us. I mean, that was clever because he's saying, "I'm just responding to how, the remark."
0: How very Christ-like of you Don <laughs>
2: <laughs> But even with <laughs> Trump that. doing it, it's um because it's like really mean. But he's saying it tongue in cheek, and he's not saying it where he's uh, he's angry and vicious. Mm-hmm. And I think Chris Chris Christie is usually a very char- he's very charming, generally. And so I I think he's he is getting a little I don't know maybe it was low low blood sugar. I mm. I thought he Christie was unusually sort of harsh. Yeah. I thought because usually he'll he'll say something tongue-in-cheek or he'll he'll have a little smile he seemed
1: l- legit
2: angry
0: mm-hmm. yeah I missed that uh, commandment where it says thou shalt call somebody a fat pig if thou insults them
1: yeah I still don't see the Christie charm factor I know you guys have seen Char- uh, Christy in, per- in person at a gathering or whatever and maybe there's some some members of our audience that live in New Jersey that live through his governorship I, t- so I don't have the the first-hand accounts that you guys do I don't and maybe I'm speaking for a lot of our audience, I am, hopefully I am, but if I'm wrong, so be it. I don't see anything charming about Chris Christie. I don't.
6: Well, I, but
1: again, I haven't had the, the setting that you guys have, but I don't see it, at least not publicly. I mean, where's he charming? In front of George Stephanopoulos? He's no when when you get in front of him well, right.
8: and you talk
0: Again, to him, he's he's very personable. Mm-hmm. He you know he likes to talk sports. He's you know what I mean. Like like he's a he's a personable guy. Well, I know, but I, he's yeah, a he's a nice can, guy from the times that I have met yeah. him.
1: You can you can you'll you'll easily be able to talk sports with Trump. Uh Ron DeSantis was a baseball player. I'm sure if you ask DeSantis about the Yankees and the Phillies, he has some thoughts. And so I I don't understand why we give Chris Christie this. This little label like, hey, if we're going to give some Christie some Christie praise, it's an interesting point. He, like, I think a lot of these people are personable for the most part. Dan Abash doesn't seem personable, but most of these politicians <laughs> seem personable. It's
0: an interesting point. And let me just start off by saying, because I said this on Thursday and I'm going to say it again. People hear what they want to hear. So I'm just, you know, they're going to take this as me. I am gonna speak for Dawn supporting Chris Christie. I would not vote for Chris Christie. Right. Okay. I'm just talking about him on a human level. Mm-hmm. And yes, maybe my maybe I'm clouded because I've had um, uh, very nice interactions with him, and I've had you know I've been in settings with him where he's like commanded the room. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen that side of him. So yes, that side of him I can see. He's a politician, yeah, and he's a good debater, by the way. Yeah, like he, you know, we laugh about that, but he he, he handled that crowd perfectly.
1: Mm-hmm. He did. Well, yeah. I think a lot of these people. Christie has a law degree as well. I think a lot of these oh, people yeah. that have law degrees. I mean, I mean that's that's, that's part of the battle well, of being a lawyer is debating the opposition.
0: Well, let me just say this too: that if you put any any other politician in that situation you put Ron DeSantis in that situation where he's getting booed and heckled do yeah, you think DeSantis great ha- point. Hang- no. handles it like Christie does absolutely not
1: DeSantis either yells or he's going to have an awkward facial expression absolutely To so your point Christie absolutely. was a, was smoother in the face of resistance
0: there's two people that can handle there's two people that that's can good handle point. hecklers Donald Trump and Chris Christie
1: that's a good point
2: I will say this about Chris Christie, if Trump never was going to hire him because of the family baggage with the son-in-law and Jared and that whole thing. But I will say this, you know, given all the never Trumpers that surrounded Trump that betrayed him and I think gave him poor advice, Chris Christie actually would have served served under him well. He really would have. Yeah, like, I, I think I'm Christy, just going to give him that. I,
1: I, I, I agree with that. I think if Christie's on your team and you're yeah. you're on the same squad with him. In the, the heat of battle, I think for the most part, he would be pretty good and be pretty loyal. Now, I don't know how he would have handled January 6th. I'm assuming he would have jumped off the ship like a lot of other people and then probably, you know, bailed on Trump. But I think to, to your point, you're mostly correct with that.
0: Um, Trump also went after DeSantis. <laughs> and he just went after all of his... Uh,
1: DeSantis.
3: <laughs>
0: for all, he went after all the primary... Uh, I mean, are there really opponents anymore? Like. No.
1: <laughs> I don't know how there's still seven people left standing. I, to be exactly.
2: Honest. You well, but once they whittle it down, we have to remember this because this is where it gets weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Once you whittle things down, and and then let's say Nikki, Haley, we've talked about Nikki Haley for a long time, right? Yep. Once it becomes Trump, Nikki Haley, it's Nikki a, Haley, if you look at Nikki Haley v v Biden, mm-hmm. she nails it. She gets it in a general election, and that's. If we get to that point, if she can survive to that point, um, that will make it very interesting because then will pro you know people who support Trump say well with everything going on she's a slam dunk against she wins against Biden. Well,
0: yep. you, you had you read that uh, that opinion piece last week, Nick, by Michael Mur? I think it was Michael Murphy who wrote it, who basically said that th- all the other candidates need to drop out and mm-hmm. they need to all throw their support and money and funding behind Nikki Haley because she has the best side. Uh, But but to that point though, even with even if everybody drops out and it's just her, if you add up all the percentages that all the other seven or whatever have I don't think it comes close to Trump even.
1: Well, that's a good point. And I'm trying to I'm trying to look for the date of this third RNC debate. I feel like we're coming up on it. It should be. It's the 8th. It's Thursday, isn't it? Is it this week? Okay. I knew it was early November. So uh, I think a lot of things could certainly start to fall in line uh, post-third debate. Which, yeah. uh, If it is Thursday, a big take on Friday. We'll
0: nobody, will, nobody is going to be talking about this debate.
1: Nobody. I mean, I, I can't tell you the date of it. And it's kind of my, jo- yeah. <laughs> my job to know, but it, it's so inconsequential. Yeah. It is irrelevant. Um,
0: Trump went after DeSantis, cut, three, uh, cut uh, uh, four here, Phil, go.
3: They said that about Ron. You know that I endorsed Ron, and he went from having very little to having a lot and got him elected. And I thought that was nice. And then I got him past the crackhead because that guy was... <laughs> and don't kid yourself. That guy at the time was a very strong politician they all said he's going to be a president someday he's going to be a president you remember him good-looking guy everything good and ron said he can't beat him i said you're gonna beat him we got him past the primary you know in the primary the secretary of agriculture was leading him by 37 points you know that right then i endorsed him and he became a rocket ship in 24 hours so we got him there then we got him past the election because we did some giant trump rallies for him I said, Ron, you're going to win. I said, he said, no. He asked me for the endorsement. I said, you're so far behind that if George Washington and Abraham Lincoln came back from the dead and endorsed you, you couldn't win. He said, they like you in Florida, sir, very much. I think I could. Tears flowing from his eyes. I said, I need your endorsement, sir. I need your endorsement, please. I need your frickin' endorsement, please. So I gave him the endorsement and he got the nomination. We then did the rallies and he won. I hear Sean, Four years later. I
1: no, I do too. They said, oh. Governor,
3: are you going to run against the president? He said, I have no comment. I have no comment. I said, well, no comment. That means he's going to run to me. And I said, uh, Let's hit him hard right now. And my people said, Sir, don't hit him. He's a Republican. I said, I don't care if he's a Republican. <laughs> And we hit him hard, and now he's like a wounded, falling bird from the sky. <laughs> oh,
1: Wearing boots.
3: But I don't like that, you know. And we talk about loyalty because I think it's the same thing.
1: There you go. Wow. I I don't know what the audience likes more, the fact that he ramps up the voice randomly or the fact that he always repeats what he just says and he just rephrases it. But it's, it is so, and yeah, I was thinking about Sean Farash, I can just, okay. we we might have to get him on again before Thanksgiving, (laughs) maybe like post third uh, RNC debate next week. But no, this is, this is the classic example of where he's totally obliterating DeSantis right there. I mean, he's crushing him at every level and yet he's able to do it in a way that makes you laugh. And while it might sound venomous to the outsiders or the left, like the reality is it's really not to your point. Like. Yeah, I think him and DeSantis will be cool after all of this. Because ultimately, if you're DeSantis, what you should be doing if you still have POTUS aspirations in 2028 is you better find a way to get back on this guy. You have two goals. Yeah. Once you officially bow out of this primary, finish your second term in Florida strong and make amends with Trump and the MAGA base. Because if you are still the guy in 28, which I still believe he could be the guy. Now, PR wise, he might be unsalvageable. But policy-wise, he, he could absolutely be the guy. You better repair that relationship. And that's a lot of voters out there.
0: Um, remember Jamal Bowman?
1: <laughs> oh, Mr. Fire Alarm.
0: <laughs> we played the clip last week, and then we showed the clip of him pulling, taking the signs down, pulling the fire alarm, or walking away. Basically, the smoking gun that shows that he did it on purpose. Manu Raju from CNN asked him about it. He said, why did you plead guilty to knowingly pulling a fire alarm when you said you didn't know it was a fire alarm? Very good question. Very valid. Very valid question. Kudos to Manu Raju for asking him. Jamal Bowman wanted nothing of any of this. Cut seven.
7: Why did you uh, plead guilty to knowingly pulling that fire alarm when you said that you didn't know it? Initially, you told all of us you didn't know there's a fire why alarm.
8: i are still talking about this, man? That's behind me. That's been adjudicated. We're done. Pay the fine, move forward, and in three months will be dismissed. But you, were, you didn't. You
3: weren't straight about what happened initially. I was very straight. I was straight from the very beginning. You said you didn't know,
1: though. I was straight from the
7: beginning.
3: Mm-hmm. Someone did yes.
1: invoke that today on the House floor, though. What's that? A,
8: a, a b- bad incident. The fact that you had you actually pleaded guilty, and he is still just being charged. Yeah, whatever, man. That's all good. Any other questions? About oh, anything well, else? A good answer, so, sir. Can you just explain why you no, said that initially? We already talked about this. Mm. Anything else? All
1: right, peace and, love answer. Y'all. Peace, and love, y'all. peace and love, y'all. Peace and love, y'all. Squad Dems out. What, like, all right. squad Dems going to squad down. He's
0: just not. He's there's no puni- there's going to be yeah. no punishment for him. I know. That's it. How about Manu Raju
1: there showing a little backbone? I would expect that from the Deuce Man. That was from Manu Raju, who by the way kind of sounds like Oscar the Grouch. There, do you notice that? What do you think
0: of that? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Got a little grovel to him.
0: He's asking a good question, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, and then, and then one of his colleagues tries to hit Bowman from the side there with another question. Bowman had to have the head on the swivel. He's like, man, I already told you that.
0: <laughs> and and he's charming, and he's just so he's going to walk away, and uh-huh. nobody's going to... That'll be the end of it. Uh, of course. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I've, I've done my um, ARD program, and as long as I don't do anything bad again in the next 68 days, this will be expunged from my record. Go along, you peasant. All right,
0: finally this morning, I just want to play this, and we'll get to the other stuff during part two, but... Um, <clears throat> uh, TikTok, we talk about how horrendous it is go if you haven't done so yet get get over to youtube youtube.com slash at twelve ten wphd if you want to see this video this person now i believe it's a i believe it's a it's a female who is who looks like a male mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this person uh, cries about having to work an eight-hour shift at starbucks Oh. We played the 9-to-5 girl last week or the yes. week before, whenever it was, where she couldn't believe that she had to work this 9-to-5 right. job and she didn't get home till like 6.30 at I night. I know. Welcome to America. Too. How she has no social life. Yeah, come on, toots. Uh, this person, and also crying about how they're being misgendered, like, hey, I have a mustache and a beard, okay? Of course I'm a man. Wow. Uh, so this is this, is, this, is this person uh, crying over an eight-hour shift. Okay cut five they'll go
7: people wonder why we need a union at Starbucks and I am literally about to quit Uh like I I don't know if I'm gonna do it but like I really want to I almost walked out today and I'm crying in the back room right now and I almost cried on the floor it's just I like it gets I'm like a full-time student I get scheduled for 25 hours a week and then on the weekends they schedule me the entire day open to close. That was the schedule for eight and a half hours. Wow. Both Saturday and Sunday. I'm like
0: Guys, Aww. can I just say one thing real fast? um, um
1: full time student and works twenty five hours a week. Are we are we sure we wanna fight a war. Um, no. <laughs> I know, if it, right? <laughs> if these are the recruits that the military is looking for, no, let's just have China finish <laughs> us off now. Just turn us into a giant golf course.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Just obliterate us from sea to sea. Oh, my God. By the way, when I was not to like toot my own horn, but like I commuted to Temple University full time my junior and senior year from Bethlehem. And still worked, th- I worked the maximum amount of hours that Footlocker would allow me to work before they would have to say no because of having them then being obligated to giving me benefits. And it was like 32, 34 hours a week. And there was times when I still loved sports. And on Saturdays, I would work noon. To nine. uh Oh, and I didn't cry about. It. I can't watch Alabama play. Can you, do you? Do you feel like you would
0: have uh, gone into the back of the uh, foot room and cried on TikTok that you? No,
1: okay. no, and I wouldn't have posted about it on MySpace either. <laughs> I think that was Fair. the uh, the app
0: of choice back then. There. All right, uh, pick up where I left off. Phil, go.
7: Three and a half hours into my shift, there's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule, and somebody had to call
0: out. You know what's funny is that when I pulled this, I had to do some, like, digging, because I was like, this can't be real. This can't be real, right? This has got to be, like, some spoof of this, but, (laughs) like, there's nothing that I can find that does not show me that this isn't 100% real.
1: Three and a half hours into an eight-hour shift, and you had five people scheduled, but there were still four people on the floor, and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was too many customers in the store. I didn't know what to do.
0: By the way, this person gets into being misgendered too in this. Uh, when I ref- because uh, they they well, can't handle that. Well, you as well. keep
1: crying so. like that. I am going to misgender you. Can you?
0: If I'm a boss and I saw somebody crying on the floor in front of a camera or in front of their phone on TikTok, yeah, I'd fire them immediately. Well, here's here's the problem, Nick. Is that I would agree with you, but we couldn't. We couldn't. Mm-hmm. Because they would claim mental health. Yep. They would claim uh, harassment against mm-hmm. an LGBTQ person. Mm-hmm. And we would be fired. We'll see that. Right? And, and, and right.
1: and they're right. There is where you get them with the aha. Got gotcha you moment. So all of us here that observe these people on TikTok and talk about them on our radio show claim this is clearly a mental health breakdown. Yeah. They say it's not. They I'm a guy, but I, I actually feel like I'm a girl. But then you don't get to cry if I fire you and claim <laughs> mental health. You either have a mental health problem or you don't. That's a good point. You don't get to selectively choose when mental health is applicable.
0: All right. Picking up where I left off, go.
1: Four people
7: running the whole store, and there's so many customers, and there's possibly scheduled five people. (laughs) We only have 13 people employed at this store, and there's so many customers. Answer the phone. We don't have fair scheduling. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend, and he took himself off the schedule, so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he wasn't on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. They don't want to help us. We need a union because this can't happen. This can't happen. We need fair scheduling. We need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their workers. They refuse to turn mobile orders off. We need the liberty to be able to do that because there's so many mobile orders. And I need to get through all of them. And then people are yelling at me because I don't have their orders ready. And they don't know what to do. (laughs) And a customer was misgendering me tonight, like, really badly. I didn't have their order ready. And so they were just, like, totally talking to each other. And they're like, she's clearly incompetent. I have a full mustache and beard. (laughs) What the fuck? I get expectations of being nerd. This is
2: uh, honest <laughs> to
7: God. I, I thought this was a comedy
2: sketch.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> I know mean, you did. It,
0: yeah, doesn't it feel yeah. like yeah.
2: it? Because they, they didn't even know whatever about your gender. They just were saying you're incompetent yes. because you didn't
1: do your job. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's like with Kamala Harris. I'm not ripping Kamala Harris because she's an African-American female. I'm ripping her because she's incompetent. <laughs> she can't do her job. Incompetence runs amok. Yep. And, I've, and I, I go to Starbucks, as you know, way too often on weekends. Way too often. And when the drive-thru is backed up, I will occasionally go in. And I'm telling you, you go in there, you got people that have done the call-aheads with their phone, with the mobile app. It is a disaster in there. It is an unmitigated S-show. So I understand what this person's going through, but you're being paid to work, and if you don't like it, quit. How about that? And I need, I need that on the board, by the way. Phil, can we get the, I have a mustache and a beard, damn it. <laughs> I need that. And, by, and kudos to that guy for trying to grow one, although I wouldn't call it a mustache or a beard. It's kind of like a... Like a chin strap. Yeah. Or whatever they got going.
0: on. Uh, Dave Huber on the YouTube chat says, "Greg, we need to ban TikTok." No, 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 you. we don't. We because first of all, we'd be giving up great content. That's like, true. Like this. That's true. Um. So no. I, I plus banning it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. Um. It'll feel good
1: for two days though.
0: Mike Carr says, "I feel like you guys played this on your show months ago. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> no we played this. We played this woman or this girl last week or the week." And yeah. before, Who basically did the
1: same thing. Can, if we could, maybe by the time we get to part two, can we get the girl from nine to five last week and that guy and just bounce back and forth between <laughs> sound bites just to see who's. Ma- and actually, we should get them together. Yeah. I'll give you an old data to reference. We got to get the gatekeeper and the key master together.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. All right, just a little bit more of this, Phil. Uh, go. I don't. I can't I.
7: Can't... And then I'm out of my sick time. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like out my wits. i with this job. I really am. <laughs> there we
1: go. So we go. it looks like the um. Okay, is that Faithful Theology is the TikTok handle? I would love to actually find. See, here's what we got to do now because I think what we have done is we have highlighted just the extent to which mental health breakdowns exist on TikTok. I think we should do follow-up stories as Kale and Company investigative journalists, and find these people's actual TikTok page yeah. and see how many other documented uh, meltdowns they are having. Well, I looked for this handle and I couldn't find. And I,
0: I'm not, I don't really know TikTok, so I don't really know how to. I Search tra- it. now now people on the YouTube chat are saying that this clip is like a year or two old. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just it was making the rounds on social media. Seems relevant weekend, to me
1: today. So
0: absolutely, like I don't care how old it is. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 still. It's still radio gold. right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, maybe it is a year too old. I don't know. And
1: these yeah. things are still happening every every week at a Starbucks. Yeah. Probably. I tell you what, man. You you go to a Starbucks and you see the people that are working there as a baristas. If that isn't a stamp from the Biden administration, I don't know what is.
0: Very very emotional.
1: Very, very emotional. emotional. <laughs> I have a mustache, David. <laughs> Please. A little chin hair he's got there. A yeah, somebody
0: more. somebody on the YouTube chat says says that's a mustache. A cat could look it off. <laughs>
1: oh. It looks like he's just got like a little caramel frock yeah, exactly. on his face. This <laughs> is
3: my
0: mustache, I am manly, damn it. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm done. Yeah, I am too. Wow, it's eight forty seven. We did go for an hour and twenty almost.
0: Yeah, uh big three.
1: All Where right, Don right, Stentlin, eight forty seven. Take it away, big three at eight. Three
2: and eight from and Company. Well, two stories from Northeast Philadelphia with different outcomes, but really talking about, in Philadelphia, pizza delivery, food delivery, and firearms. So two guys trying to rob a pizza shop in Philadelphia's Frankfurt section over the weekend ended up in an exchange of gunfire. This is George's famous pizza on Oxford Ave. Over the weekend, and these masked uh, gunmen come in, wearing the hoodies and the mask, the whole thing, started shooting the place up. And in in truth, one, one was armed with a handgun. The other um, had an extended magazine on there. They were firing at the owners. The owner's son said he had no other choice but to shoot in self-defense. Ultimately, one of those would-be robbers ended up dead on the floor. And Philadelphia police still investigating this one. The other individual fled on foot. They have not yet been identified. No employees or customers were injured in the incident. Good. Thanks to the quick reaction of um, those working inside Georgia's Famous Pizza.
1: So, the only person that was injured or died was the guy trying to rob the place with a gun, and the owner of the pizza joint stands up for himself and Amen. kills the defenders.
2: Said it was self defense.
1: He fired back. Yes. Uh, I'd like to order a uh, large pie with F around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make that a little crispy. <laughs> Well, maybe
2: a Philadelphia delivery driver who's recovering this morning after being shot and carjacked in Port Richmond needs to arm himself. We talked about that carjacker um, situation in Chestnut Hill a couple months ago, where in that one, the pizza delivery driver had a firearm and fired the shot at the would be carjacker. Unfortunately, in this case, The 65-year-old man who was delivering food was shot, and then the bad guy got off in his red Jeep. It was stolen. And, in fact, Phyllis Kelly from Port Richmond, she says that delivery driver had just dropped off dinner to her home there in the 2800 block of Salmon Street. Police did recover a firearm at the scene. They're still searching for the gunman and carjacker. But in this case, thank God, the 65-year-old Victim in this one who was carjacked, the food delivery person, he survived. He's in the hospital this morning. Mm. So we have that one going on. Um, Number two, I'm trying to just do some different stories. So I'll talk about Election Day tomorrow. It'll be 71 and sunny tomorrow in Philadelphia as uh, Republicans are facing possible elimination in the city of Philadelphia from the city's legislative body from city council. Jim Hasher and Drew Murray uh, support law enforcement. They want to refund police and rebuild the city with, among other things, a more business-friendly environment. They're trying to reach out to Philadelphia's 115,000-plus registered Republicans and some moderate Democrats, but they could be eliminated because we have, as we know from 2019 Working Families Party, Kendra Brooks. She now is running, uh, her running mate is Nicholas O'Rourke, and they want to erase Republicans Jim Hasher and Drew Murray.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw, That's going on tomorrow. I saw our buddy Sam Orapiza tweeting about that over the weekend. And then, by the way, too, and I'm sure you didn't watch nearly as much TV as I did over the weekend. I was watching all the football games. A lot of David O. commercials on TV locally, which I thought was interesting considering um, the 7 to 1 ratio. And I, I don't think I've seen a ton of advertising. I don't know what his budget was for advertising, mm-hmm. but obviously it's... um you can sit and say better late than never. Except in this city, um, we know the the monumental um, shift that we've seen for what yeah. seventy six years now. It's been, I think.
2: Yeah, it, it would truly would make international, if not national, news. I mean, it's David and Goliath, literally. Yeah. With David O, you know, but he's here is what I will say. He has run. He and Sherelle Parker have run a very respectful campaign against one another. Yeah, other. they've yeah, known each other so. for years. Yeah.
1: I'm also going to extend the invite to David. David, don't worry about tomorrow. It's over. Just come golf with me. (laughs) Don't think think about it. (laughs) Just let it go.
2: Well, number three, I'll go with this one. The right to recline going viral. This heated argument between passengers caught on camera. Somebody captured on their phone over the right to recline seats on a flight. And so this woman is trying to defend herself. You know, basically saying I'm allowed to put my seat back.
0: I have the video of that oh, it, oh, you okay. do? Uh, if you want to play it. Yeah, it's almost like I sent it out last night. Uh, <laughs> cut six uh, cut six, Phil, if you wanna if you wanna play it here.
2: The okay.
6: whole trip, she pushed you my seat. You no, seen you seen it.
7: it. No she didn't. She put No I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back.
2: I'm allowed to put, my seat, back.
6: Allowed to put my seat back.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, let's, let's look at it from the most entry point level. I mean, they make these reclining seats for a reason, for you to put them back. I think once you're up, you know, 27, 30,000 feet, whatever it is, and you can't get up and walk around and wander about the cabin, I think you have every right to put it back. Now, if somebody behind you is 6'6 and they have really long legs and it's an inconvenience and they mm-hmm. ask you, I think it's the, the, the right thing to do to put it back up and be respectful to somebody behind you but i have no problem with the initial recline
2: yeah the truth is to your point it's ridiculous it's really ridiculous that they pack
1: people in like sardines like sardines in a can yeah yep all right you you're a tall guy so what do you think about this
0: i i think that you should not have the option to recline your seats in (gasps) economy
1: really they're first class
0: only it's too yeah it's too small It's too small because you can, you lay back and then every, yes, for somebody tall like me, I need the extra leg room. It sucks. Okay. Okay. It sucks. So like, I feel for this guy because I'm sure he was kicking her and she was like, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed. Yeah. We should, we should stop with the reclining seats and all, in all of economy. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, to Greg's point, I guess if you have them, then you should be able to use them or do one or the other, Mm -hmm. but they're putting us into this position. Or, or
0: make, make it. If you're going to, if they're going to allow you to recline, make it,
2: make the- Pay a little more, have a section. Bigger, yeah. Right, but
1: to make the area bigger, they have to give up probably some seating space, which means they lose money for your convenience.
2: Yeah, so if, to Greg, I think Greg is right. It's a capitalist society. Have a recliner, like a big tall man section. Mm-hmm. I'm a
0: capitalist <laughs> in
1: a corporate core, <laughs> amen. But here's the thing, too. Don't worry about it, folks. This might be a big issue for a lot of us, but Joe's out there fighting junk fees.
2: Yeah, well- <laughs> Junk Fee Joe. Junk Fee Joe. Pushing
0: uh pushing rocks says, I don't out of respect for others, but others don't feel that way. It's the airline's fault. Yeah. Yeah, it's I great. when and I don't fly that much, but when I do, mm-hmm. I really feel like I don't put my seat back because like I feel like it's disrupting the people behind me. Yeah. I haven't tried to uh, fly yet with my three-year-old, and I'm. Oh no, no.
2: Well, that'll be a. Yeah, I don't. Joy. Ooh. When the ears start popping.
0: I'm already a um, <laughs> like a not a great flyer because I'm anxious. Yeah. Um, so I need to be doped up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you so, get like a uh, like a Bloody Mary at the uh, the bar.
0: I would put this on my wife, and I can't do that to her. Yeah.
1: What are you going to do, just put your headphones on and zone out?
0: Well, no, I'm just going to drive everywhere (laughs) until he gets to a certain age.
1: (laughs) You're going to drive? Florida, here we
0: come. (laughs) 22-hour drive. (laughs) Exactly. I've done it before. I can do it again.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Don.
2: That was the big three.
1: All right, Don. thank you very much. 8.55 on this Monday morning. We'll come back, kick off the final hour of the show. Will abortion dominate the 2024 elections? Why tomorrow will offer us clues, but... I've been giving you guys clues since, what, February? I've been giving you clues since Memorial Day weekend when I got my Honda Ridgeline. But I've got to give a few more clues for the other great brands at the Piazza Auto Group. As a genuine customer of the Piazza Auto Group, the one thing I've really loved is kind of learning about their business and also the brands that they carry. It's not just 35 locations with 17 different brands, but recently I visited one of the dealers in Westchester to check out... One of their Hyundais, the Motor Trend SUV of the Year. It's the 2024 Hyundai Ionic 5. Now, it is a fully electric vehicle, but I entered, you know, with my preconceived notions, and I got to tell you, it's unbelievable technology that delivers 300 miles of range, and its charging is very quick. You can go from 10% battery to 80% battery in just about 15 minutes. And the thing that really blew me away, knowing that it was an electric vehicle, was the horsepower. Now, this might be a shot at my truck, and for all of you people that want to criticize my truck, you'd be quiet. But I'm telling you, the Hyundai Ionic is 320 horsepower, and it's electric. My truck is less than that horsepower, and it's gas. So this thing is really, really cool. Piazza Hyundai of Westchester and Potsdam, And they're offering a complimentary, how about this, a complimentary home charger and a $600 installation credit with your purchase. You can visit their dealers today at the PiazzaAutoGroup.com or also check out all of the great features on this vehicle, including their America's Best Warranty. It's been like that for a long time with Hyundai. 10 years, 100,000 miles. You won't beat it. PiazzaAutoGroup.com
3: It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210
0: WPHD and the free Odyssey app.
2: You know, the future of joint pain relief is right here in Philadelphia. QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. As so many of you have told me, Dawn, it feels like a miracle. If you're suffering from pain, maybe you've been told that surgery is your only option or that you need more steroids. Just, just hold up just a second. And get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents which attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics does not mask the pain. These treatments go to the very core of the problem. Using concentrated healing properties placed directly into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. So think about it. Living your life. Whether it's bike riding, walking, playing a little golf, whatever that. Looks like for you, no more pain in your knees, your hips, your aching shoulder, your back. And it means no drugs, no downtime, no surgery here. Life is about moving. And QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back and getting them moving again. And these are all natural, really breakthrough treatments. Just call the local medical professionals. I visited them in KOP, King of Prussia. They're awesome. Get a free consultation today, QC Kinetics, which is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Just call them, 215-999-3000, 215 3000 QC Kinetics, 215-999-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you.
3: Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.